You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. disclaimer that the fact that God calls a tea doesn't necessarily mean that the tea will win. Why? Because the choices of the people in the team is important to the winning of the team. So God will definitely give the needed equipping for the team to succeed. But the team must yield to the instructions. Sometimes you can have a very powerful leader. That's why sometimes there's a certain statement that we make that everything rests on leadership. It's not true. Because Judas had the best leader, and yet he failed, and he committed suicide. So you can have the best leader, you can have an expert, and yet fail as a team. Why? Because the members of the team do not yield to instruction or a particular member does not yield to instruction. So it's very important to understand that the fact that God calls a team doesn't mean it is automatic that the team will do well. If you can effect that with an individual, then you can effect that with a team. God created us and created us and gave us everything as individuals. So if an individual can fail with everything which God has given him or her, it means the team also can fail. Even if God called them. Praise God. Is that very clear? Somebody said something the other day. He said that, oh, um, that's why the pastor's job is very difficult. I say, yes, it's very, very difficult. That's why you have to be called before uh, you can be successful or you can do it. I said, no, it's not true. It's not true. If you can tell me that because a pastor is called, they do well. It's not true. All of us have been called as believers. So the moment you become a believer, you have been what? Called. What makes a pastor successful is that they allow themselves to be trained well. They allow themselves to be discipled well. And then in their commissioning as pastors, they can do well because they have been trained well. So it is the training, the yielding to the training. We understood clearly by the earlier uh, editions, the first and second, that we have been equipped by the gifts of the Spirit and also the character to do the assignment we have been given. Every believer, just like the way unbelievers thrive on talents, to, 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 to highlight their importance, 
and their relevance in the same way that the believer giving the gifts of the spirit when they got born again will be relevant in the kingdom Jesus from incarnation through to the resurrection was operating or functioning in the gifts of the spirit because the gift of the spirit is that which makes us thrive and do all that God wants to do on this earth for humanity as believers. He also gave us the character in that same Holy Spirit, which is the character of love. And we read in Galatians 5:22 how the Holy Spirit produces in us this character, love, in its varied or varied expression. So we have peace, we have joy, we have gentleness, we have kindness, we have long-suffering, which is also endurance. Okay? We have self-control, we have faithfulness. All of these are varied expressions of the character of love. Which is beneficial for the assignment. <laughs> and we realize that we were created in this. And therefore, the way God uses this gift and the way God demonstrates this character is exactly the way we have been made. And therefore, we have been made to partner God in his character and gifts to be a blessing to humanity in this assignment of which he has called us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So there is no excuse at all because all that we need we have been what? Given. We have been given. We have been given. I got to the point on Friday where we realized that when Apostle Paul came into the faith and they saw him as a major contributor to the faith, because of this same character of love that Apostle Peter had, they were not intimidated by him. Now, the first thing is that Apostle Paul followed due protocol. He also understood that there is first a hierarchy. There is first an authority. And he recognized authority. And when they also saw that he had so much to contribute, they did not stop him. Now, we see that so much. And that stops the team from functioning. Number one, there are bills of authority by maybe sometimes people that feel that in the team they are so powerful or they can contribute so much and they are yet coming they refuse to recognize authority and it gives so much problem to the collective good of the team at the same time leaders can also give a lot of problems to people because they feel intimidated but the point is this 
the spirit we are given, which is the character of love, can never ever function in that way. And that's why God is not intimidated by anybody. We see how God functions. When we hear about God, we don't hear thunder and lightning. When we hear about God, we see his love. He shows and demonstrates his love. As a matter of fact, the first time God decided to show himself on this earth, he became a servant. And that's why we have been born again to serve. We show the love of God. And that's exactly what Apostle Peter did. And Paul himself spoke to that. He confirmed it. Galatians 1 18. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter. And I stayed with him for 15 days. So he went to recognize Peter as the leader of the team. And he stayed with him for 15 days. Galatians 2, 6, 9. But from those who seemed to be something, this apostle Paul, telling the Galatian church, Whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no one. But on the contrary, he said, for those who seem to be something, he added, uh, sorry, added nothing to me. Look at their mentality. Nothing to me in this in this in this ministry. It's always important that when you are in the team, you rather see yourself less for others to be more, rather than see yourself more and see others less. When Jesus came, he showed himself less, so he could make others more. He told his disciples, you see me do these things, greater works shall you do. That's God. That's God. That's God. Greater works shall you do. And that's actually what the, the mentality of Apostle Paul in the team. Look at what he says. But on the contrary, when they saw, when they saw, in other words, when the leaders saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter. For he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also went effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas is also Peter, they say, and John, who seemed to be peerless, 
receive the grace that has been given to you. They gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Praise God. They gave him a right hand of fellowship. So there was no politicking in the matter. God's winning things don't do politics or politics with power. They actually show love and they give the right hand of fellowship to anyone they see is in his path to bring advancement to the team. They show them love and they did that to Apostle Paul. They showed him love. The word fellowship there is the word koinonia. In other words, bonding them together as members of the new Christian church. Bonding them together. They bonded him together. It's like you are part of us. We accept you wholeheartedly. Play your role in the team. Because we are all going the same direction. We are all doing the same thing. Praise God. Are you here with me at all? If you look at Hebrews 4.15, he says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So you can see the leader of the team showing that he is ready to take on the weaknesses of the people in the team. In other words, identify with them and help them overcome them so they can continue to do the work in the team. For the assignment to go on well. So as kings and priests, what we do also is to identify with people. As they go through weaknesses, we help them. It does not mean that we succumb to temptation. No, that's not what it means. No. But what it means is that we can see through people's heart and know that they genuinely love God. And whatever they do is not because that's what they want to do, but it can be a struggle. But we are ready to hold on to them, and because we are a team, we don't allow the wounded soldier to fall. It is the proof of love. The same character that God has. And that's why in his expression you see endurance. 
Jehoanes. I had a true story of a young lady who had served meritoriously in the church for close to a decade, unfortunately gets pregnant out of wedlock. The young man who impregnated her had vowed to marry her on the basis of which he pressured her into sex. The church immediately removes her from her position, ostracizes her. Where is the compassion? Whatever happened to those 10 years of faithful service? And the question is, who hasn't made a mistake? Galatians 6, 1 to 3 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Do you remember it is part of the food? Yes. Gentleness. Watch what he says carefully. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Considering your listen to me, man. when you actually want to show spirituality, your spirituality is seen like Jesus Christ how you can identify the weaknesses of people and help them overcome you don't throw them away you don't throw them under the bus if you do that you will repeat your team <coughs> sorry you repeat your team your team will go down. Eventually, you will not have one, including yourself. But unfortunately, that is how Christians build God's team. And it's the reason why we see the church the way it is. As a matter of fact, we do fault finding. As a matter of fact, every time they meet a person, they want to see how they are better than the other person is. Whether in character, whether in material things, I have a better car. You don't have a better car. I'm able to forgive more. You can forgive more. Watch this. One of the things that is so important is that there are things you can do better and there are things you can do less. And if you meet every human being, this same thing goes through everyone. I spoke to somebody yesterday and I told him, I said, listen, your math teacher cannot play the guitar like you do. They can try hard, and they can't. They have not been trained in it. They lack something. Somebody lacks something. The spiritual person there, therefore, means somebody who has been able to overcome that one. about a perfect person. 
in Christ. It is in Christ. It is in Christ. So look at what he says. He says, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burden. Bear one another's burden. So in the winning team, we bear one another's one burden. This is what Charles Spurgeon said. Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, God had one son without sin, but he has no son without temptation. God had one son without sin, but he has no son without temptation. Each one of us have fallen to temptation before. Even yesterday you did. Just by a statement you made. Just by a thought that came to your mind. We fall. We do. And so we must understand how we can build God's unity so that we can take on the assignment and do all that God has called us to do. Praise Him. We're going to take a few case studies, and I just took three of them. And we're going to continue next week, but we're going to start with David. Let's look at the pattern of the case study of David. First Samuel 16, 12 and 13. Or 11, sorry, 11 to 30. 11 to 30. And someone said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. And someone said to Jesse, Send and bring him, and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. So David was a queen. David was given the Spirit. David was called to be a part of God's meeting. And whatever we have been given, God gave to David too. Nobody can do the assignment without being awake. And God will never call anybody without giving him his spirit. Is that very clear? Let's look at David's team. 
Let's look at David's team. First Samuel 22, 1 to 2. David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adonai. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. Please look at this very carefully, everyone. I want you to go with me. Let's all read together. Go. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone, I ask everybody to read together, right? Okay, let's start again. Go. And David therefore departed from. Let's start again. Go. David therefore departed from there. And I. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented, gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. So look at the team. What do you see in this team? Tell me, tell me, what do you see in this team? Hmm? Okay, so you can see only weaknesses. You can see only weaknesses. That's all you can see. So you see, when God is raising a team, he gives his spirit. But the people in the team with that same spirit have weaknesses. But by the time they finish the assignment, they will be called mighty men of hell. But they have to yield. They are the ones to yield. Praise God. Can you see the pattern? Alright. Look at 2 Samuel 15. 14 to 15. We'll continue from 15, we'll continue from 19 to 22. Let's all read together. Go. So, so David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Arise, let us flee, and we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart. Lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servants said to the king, We are your servants, ready to do whatever my lord the king commands. Now, can you see that they are very explicit, they are very clear? Can you see that? Can you see that 
Number one, the servants were ready to hear and do. And the leader was also always talking about us. 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 And he was concerned about their security. Are you here with me? So you see, there is a process. Anytime you see that God has raised a team that is successful, the people in the team understood the course. They understand the process and they yielded themselves to it. Why are you running? You are the one God has anointed. We will stand. A king, you are not wise. And, and sometimes we think we know better than the leader. And, and, and we can speak with our, it's normally a carnal mind. And we think we know. But, you see, most of the time, where your leader is, you are not there yet. You are not there yet. And, 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 and it can be a hindrance to the team. Look at what they say. We are your servants. Ready to do whatever my Lord, the King, commands. They actually address him in his official position and place. And they also brought themselves to a certain place. Until you make yourself a servant, you can't say. You are the one to say. You are the one. Nobody can force it on you. Nobody can force it on you. You are the one to say, I am your servant. I am. And when you say that, it, it came with a certain mentality. You now have the mentality of a Why? Because the spirit that is in you is the spirit that saves. You are only yielding to the way God functions. God functions for humanity as a servant. Although he is the king, he still functions as what? Do you know that every time God is serving us, he serves us with the sun, serves us with the moon, serves us with all creation. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every 
time. Look at a young man who was part of the team. He was actually not a Jew. He was a foreigner. Go to 2 Samuel the 19th verse. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittites, I like the rhyme. Ittai, the Gittites. Wow. Ittai, the Gittites. Watch it. Watch it. Why are you also going with us? Return and remain with the king. For you are a foreigner. And also <coughs> an exile from your own place. In fact, you came only yesterday. <laughs> You came only yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today? Since I go, I know not where. Watch. So David would admonish him. My brother, Itai the Itai. Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. You see how they call God? Oh, you see how they call God? So you see that when John was talking about in John 1, when he was saying that mercy and truth came through Jesus. That's the reference. When David said, goodness and mercy shall follow you. That's the same. It's about Christ. You Christ. But Itai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my Lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. Can you see the mentality? So if you see in the end a mighty army of David and you see that David conquered in every battle and never lost one, look at the people in the army. Look at their mentality. They are people that willingly gives themselves. They are people that are always ready to serve. Look at what he says. He says, my life don't matter to me. It is your success that matters. Do you know that sometimes when we see winning teams, we can talk a lot. But we are not able to look at us and ask ourselves whether we would fit into a winning 
yourself would want a team of challengers. Every time we put across a directive, they are challenging you. Then you have, hey, you are good, oh. <laughs> oh, you are powerful, oh. Loyalty has no enemy. Everybody wants people to be loyal to them, including your enemy. The reason why you actually want people around you is because you know that they have your back. God picks a winning team, but the winning team must yield to the attitude of the Spirit. And they must use the gifts of the Spirit by that attitude of love. Can you see Ethan demonstrating love? David said, Go, cross over. Then Itai and the Gitai and all his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. Obedience, sacrifice, ready to do anything to make the team succeed. They lay aside their ambitions. They lay aside. What they think is right. They pick what the team says is right. And they run with it. Look at 1 Chronicles 12. 1 to 2. And 18. You see a beautiful picture. Now these were the men who came to David at Ziglag while he was still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left in hailing stones and shooting arrows with a bow. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. Do you know that? I also saw this happen to Jesus. Yeah. Do you know that John the Baptist decided defected to come join Jesus? Saw, saw people, and they could see the leadership of David, and they were ready to join his army. But look at the mentality they came with. Look at the mentality they came Everybody go. Read your Bible now. Yes. Then the Spirit came upon who? 
Amasai, chief of the captains. And he said, eighteen. Thank you. Eighteen. Are you okay now? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Then the spirit came. Read it. Upon who? Amasai. Mm -hmm. Chief of the captains. And he said, We are yours, O David. We are on your side, O son of Jesse. Peace, peace to you. And peace to your helpers. For your God helps you. If I'm to break down this. Number one. There is no flesh, carnality, in this. Can you see that the people that came had the spirit working in them? <laughs> and look at what the spirit said by them. On everybody to speak, but you see that the spirit came upon the leader to speak. So it is the leader who was directed by the spirit to speak to the team leader, the new team leader, David. It, we think that Christianity is a free thinker's club. You can just open your mouth and then say what you like. You can never build a team like that. Do you remember that on the day of Pentecost, it was Peter who spoke? Do you know that Jesus' mother was there? Jesus' brothers were there. But they all kept what? They understand how to function in the team. In the way it is not what I think. No. There's a leadership that forms the mentality of the team. The team. And that is what drives the team. And it must be done by the Spirit of God. Praise God. Look at what he says. He says, we are your helpers. For God helps you. So God is helping David. But who is, going, who is God going to use to help David? He says, we know we are God's vessels for your help. Mm -hmm. 
we see ourselves as God's tools for help regarding the assignment. Are you here with me? Yes, That's the way we see it. Somebody say, I'm part of God's winning team. And I yield myself. Can you see that these people have yielded themselves? Said, we are yours. All of a sudden they said, we are your possession. That's the meaning. We are your possession. We are yours. We are yours. But look at 2 Samuel 23. We're going to read from 8 to 39. In the end, Samuel opened us to up, oh, oh, sorry, opened us up to how David's army became life. And the kinds of successes they chop in God's assignment. He said, These are the names of the mighty men who David had. When they were starting the narrative before, they were called distressed, men full of debts. Discontented people. Now, look at the reference. They are called mighty men. Did it just happen? Now, let me tell you something. Do you know that discontented people? Full of debts, people who are weak. Do you know that they also have their own mentality? But for them to be called mighty in the end, they had to drop their mentality. When we speak. We speak mostly from the state we are. Because we have developed our conscience via the state in which we are. The mature man, the mature woman, is the woman or man who would always reference the word of God to rather change the mentality regarding their state. Why? Because they no more identify themselves with their state. They identify themselves with their new status in Christ. Praise God. With their new status in Christ. Their new identity. 
This is how Christ has made me. Therefore, I channel my thoughts in that direction. I see myself in how Christ has made me. Therefore, I think so, I speak so, I act so. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshua, Bashibeth, the Tam, the Tamonite, chief among the captains. He was called Adino, Esmite, because he had killed what? 800 men at what? I'm not saying we're going to kill people. <laughs> If I were to go into it, it's a type in Israel. This was a type of missionology. Yeah. So that's what our brothers and Muslims have taken over what they call Jia. That in spreading the gospel, you do it with war. It was a culture, it was not God's intention. Is that very clear? Okay, so you see God's mission, the evangelism, the spreading of the gospel, the spreading of the good news, taking of territories. The word actually, what we call evangelism, came from taking territories. That's what the gospel represents. So when you see the Old Testament testifying of some of these things, it is not actually encouraging killing people. It is a type, a figure. Is that very clear? So look at what he says. After and after him, Eliezer, the son of Togo, the Antonite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines, who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated. When everybody was retreating, they were going for them. In other words, they stood. He said, he arose and attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. Can you see passion, commitment, dedication? The Lord brought about a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. When he had done all the job, the people came to plunder. So they listen, they are crediting the victory of the day to him. He sustained Israel. He sustained the team. That is actually what makes the mighty men of a team. That rather when the team is down, they are the one who says we will do it. They are the ones who come to encourage and say, no, we can get down. They encourage everybody. They are not full of just complaints. No. Memories. And every time there's something wrong that they want to find. No. 
the story said, you see what has happened. You see, the king gave the wrong direction. What he said is he was not of God. And it could easily have been said if all of them retreated. But one man in the team believed that the king's direction was from God. He stood and God used him. How did God, even when his hands was weary, his hands sank to the sword and was able to fight. As a matter of fact, if you rather join your forces to speak well and to do well, in the end, the confession of the team will change. And you will be the one God used for the victory of the team. Give an assignment. Go and read the second Psalm 23 8 to 39. When you come next week, Sunday, I will try you on this before I start. The recap will be here. Clear. Yes. Thank you. You show me what. Everybody will show me what somebody did. <laughs> yeah. I want you to see how they recorded this. People did not care for their lives anymore. And you see that running through to revelations. They didn't care for their lives. The kind of Christian team we are building these days. We serve ourselves. We're not ready to serve God. We serve our ambitions. And when somebody comes to church, Pastor, my business. And that's it. Pastor, my this, my that, my that, my that. So it's always my. <laughs> Can you see that they were seeking the kingdom? They were seeking the kingdom. They were seeking the kingdom. And in the end, they established God's kingdom. David was the one who established God's kingdom. And these were the men behind it. These were the men. We'll continue this. Have you learned something today? So, Can we rise to Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.